Welcome back to Paranormal, everyone. I'm Nicolina. I'm Cody Crane. (laughs) And we're back for a very exciting Hometown Haunts episode. We are super psyched to introduce our guest tonight. It's the woman, the myth, the legend, Krista Merrick, also known as Hauntingly Krista on TikTok and Instagram. And she considers herself the CEO of Haunted Places in Ontario. And according to all the content that she posts, uh, I consider her that as well. So (laughs) um, we're super pumped to get all the goods on the experiences she's had at some of the spookiest places across our very haunted province. So welcome to the show, Krista. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and very excited to be talking to you about all the spooky things. Awesome. Thank you. Um, So obviously, we kind of need to understand a bit more about you and your experiences that kind of got you here today and what has motivated you to uh, become kind of a paranormal investigator. So first, what made you interested in ghosts and the paranormal and when did it all begin? Yeah, for sure. Uh, So this question it always gets asked and um i mean naturally and i always answer answer it the same way because i mean it's true from the very beginning i as a child i've had paranormal experiences and it's just something that's always been there and then yeah. you know as a kid it's a little bit more intimidating and then as i got older it just developed into an interest probably because it's been there but also because i was interested in in knowing more about it and so I would start to seek it out more and more over the years but it it was always that initial you know these things are around I'm experiencing these things and it was always just a part of my life did you did you start experiencing it because like within like the house that you were in like was it all was it the house that had like you felt like there was energy or was it everywhere that you went you kind of felt that there was like a like you were sensitive uh, I do think that I am sensitive uh, for energies in particular. Um, that's most of what I get when I do go to haunted places is okay. a good sense of energy and, and the vibe. But mm-hmm. um, for the most part, it was just because my house that I grew up in was particularly haunted. And then when I would go to more haunted places or just like places that did have hauntings to them as I grew up, mm-hmm. then I would experience things as well. But it wouldn't be everywhere. Uh, yeah. But mainly because I was in the haunted house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I asked that too because um our the other host of this podcast, Murray, she is currently on maternity leave, but she lived in a home that she felt was haunted and that kind of stimulated her desire to learn more about the paranormal. So, I can only assume that, you know, for the most part that's what most people when they're younger have kind of attributed to their their path into knowing or wanting to know more about it. Absolutely. So the two of us, uh, we are both located in Toronto. That's what Nicolina said on uh, what she told me to say, but she secretly lives in <laughs> Hamilton, so I don't know what uh, she's No, I meant like Krista and you. The two of you are located in Toronto. I know I'm deadbeat Hamiltonian over here. <laughs> okay, Krista. I mean, like, Hamil- you know Hamiltonians try to save us from <laughs> Toronto and stuff. They try to sneak in with us somehow. <laughs> No, I totally get that. I'm, I was born and raised in Oakville, so I, I would sneak oh. in and say I'm from Toronto too. Until I, moved I mean, you're even better house. than every. You're better than everybody else. You, so, right, Oakville. Yeah, that's what it the says stigma. when you drive into Oakville. It says we're, we're better. better than everyone else. <laughs> um, but um, 
We're both located in uh, Toronto, so I need to know where I can go for the most haunted place where I can get possessed. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Toronto is just packed with so much history and so many old places that obviously attribute to hauntings. Um, obviously, the Mackenzie House is is a big one, and mm-hmm. I've been dying to get in there to do an actual paranormal investigation. I've been in it a couple times just to, like, see the actual historic location but it has so much energy and so much history to it i'd love to explore it more but Mackenzie house um castle loma a dream investigation right there um and then fairmont fairmont royal york as well which is a classic um i've tried calling them before and asking them about their their hauntings and they seem to be wanting to deny it but their hauntings are all over the internet so i don't know (laughs) I find that hotels and we've done them, we've done a few hotels and they have, it seems like, like PR communications wise, they kind of veer on the side of like, this isn't something we want promoted. We don't want people to think this place is haunted. It could be bad for our reputation. So they try to kind of like suppress as much as they can with like actual investigation. So it's like, you just have to book a a room and hope that something happens almost. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I do another podcast where we bring on a lot of like improvisers and actors, theater people, and everything like that. Um, and they say like almost everyone in theater has like a ghost story about one of the theaters in Toronto. And I feel like that's a big thing. Do you know why theaters attracting all of these ghosts? Honestly, I I wish I knew. It seems to be theaters and like libraries too. They just have like this weird, like, I don't know, whatever was there before and theater specifically, maybe it has something to do with like the energy that was brought in. Um, Because like when you have different plays and especially with certain like Shakespearean plays that have a lot of bad luck associated with them, people would die during production if you said the name of said play. And (laughs) so you got things like that, that maybe kind of brings brings some hauntings whereas it wasn't actually haunted to begin with you know but yeah I feel like just like especially in Toronto there's theaters there's the old libraries where it's just like so much has happened over the years that it doesn't surprise me that there's hauntings there now you recently you showed Trinity Bellwoods I used to live in Toronto so I do know the area um it's a park how is it haunted where are the ghosts coming from what's going on there that you feel like there's like energy within it Right. Um, honestly, I feel like specifically with parks um, or just like big open spaces, we don't know exactly what's happened over the years. Again, going back to the fact that there's so much history there. People sure. could have died. Um, there could be residual hauntings, you know, especially in like places like High Park. I know there's lots of culty things that can happen there at night. Um, you know, you shouldn't walk through those places in the middle of the night because you might walk across some sort of sands happening. So I feel like people might be bringing things in there as well. It it could be a a number of factors, but, um, I personally haven't experienced anything in Trinity Bellwoods or High Park, um, or at the Maria's Park that I posted about recently. Um, Mm. but with the haunted places that I've been posting lately, it's been more about like sharing the ghost stories that I've heard about them. Um, I have yet to post any paranormal investigations, so I definitely have to start doing that. (laughs) I just saw that you put like, um, I think it was an EVP of a place and I don't know exactly where it was, but you said that it was going crazy at a location that you went to. So it was just, that was screaming tunnel. 
That was where? Sorry. The Screaming Tunnel in Niagara Falls. Oh, Super okay, haunted okay. place, though. <laughs> yeah. We went on a ghost walk in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and that entire walk, I just felt like I was, I don't know, a ghost was just, like, going to pop up and join the, like, the walk with us because it was really creepy. Yeah. Um, and then someone wanted us to go to the cemetery after at, like, 10 p.m., and I was like, not a chance. <laughs> I'm not going there. Um I I will say with Trinity Bellwoods, um, I previously uh, worked at a restaurant beside Trinity Bellwoods and drank a lot of expired wine late at night in that park. <laughs> you can call that a paranormal investigation if you will, <laughs> but Honestly, I didn't yeah. experience anything in those times. <laughs> Not even drunkenly, you didn't. You, no, no, nothing. I I fell down the dog bowl hill, but then people thought that they experienced something paranormal when they saw you at Trinity Bellwoods. Yeah, drinking. It, it's me shirtless in a bush. It's not yeah. a ghost. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so what would you say, like? Of the places in Toronto that you've been, any memorable moments, any energies that you felt or like the worst, worst energies that you felt that the places that you've been? Right. So um, the Keg Mansion right. definitely is is up there. I've only been there once um, besides filming the outside of it. Um, yeah. When I was a yeah. child, I went there and I didn't know about the hauntings, but I remember being creeped out by the bathroom and not wanting to be in that space. And I always thought that was really weird. And then when I grew up and I learned more about the hauntings of the Keg Mansion, I remembered that experience. And I was like, oh, apparently a lot of people have really bad feelings in that bathroom. So I thought it was interesting how as a child, and I didn't know it was haunted, I just felt something was off. And then learning about it later, it's like, Okay, it's because it's supposedly haunted. It just kind yeah, of weird corroborated your feelings. Exactly. That you, yeah, you had there. Yeah, we've done the keg mansion, and the bathroom was definitely the, the woman's bathroom mm-hmm. specifically was uh, one of the like top places that people experience things. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now I noticed you recently went to or at least filmed outside of Century Manor Asylum in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you can't go in, or you they stop people from going in and uh we had some students who actually did a documentary called uh, the hauntings of century manor asylum and they came on the show to talk about it but they were not like you know paranormal investigators they they were just doing a, a fi- they were film students so they didn't really know what to look for or how to look for it but they did a lot of interviews and um they basically said that they just felt a lot of different energies and a lot of uh feelings of being like drawn into the building just curious what your experiences were being being there yeah for sure what's interesting about century manor is um so before i started tiktok because i just started in this past december i actually was doing youtube uh, Mm. for a little over a year and when i had just started posting on youtube century manor was one of the first places i went to and i did a paranormal investigation there and what was interesting about it when i went previously was there was an open one of the boards to one of the windows was actually open Mm -hmm. and I could have crawled in and I really wanted to Mm and I was doing a little spirit box session and I was asking the spirit box I was there with a friend and I was asking the spirit box if I should go in and it was like don't don't Mm -hmm. go in and I kept having this like feeling like you said to go inside like I really just wanted to go like it was like calling to me 
And um, <laughs> my friend was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. So we didn't go inside, but it did have this, like this magnetism to it, which I thought was fascinating. And then obviously with the spirit box relating back to all the feelings, it was definitely really creepy. And when I was reviewing the footage back, there was like a figure in the back corner when I poked the camera in through that little hole um, oh. on the other side of the room. And I still can't figure out what it is to this day. So I probably should post it on TikTok and get everyone's yeah. opinion about it. But <laughs> yeah, um, saw something. Yeah. I mean, sure you never know. Animals could be getting in there. Yeah. And, like it could be anything. But I, but the fact that this spirit box was like, yeah, no, this, this isn't an opening for you to try and, uh, do some further investigating like just stay where you are because exactly. that seemed to be what kind of the the guys the, everyone who they interviewed kind of said they weren't sure if it was positive because there were so many claims of like negative energy in there that they couldn't tell whether or not it was like like trying to fake itself to be positive um like there was a little girl in the window I guess when they were driving away and they were like yeah that may have been a little girl but it most likely was probably a demon or something demonic so yeah probably wise that you didn't (laughs) actually venture in there just in case yeah i Um, think so too yeah Uh, we've had uh stories uh in the past couple episodes about people um having like uh sexual relations with ghosts you know and uh do you believe (laughs) that it's possible to fall in love with a ghost and or have sex with a ghost (laughs) you know i saw this question when i was reading the interview beforehand and i thought that was the most unique question i've ever gotten um and i love it so i've actually never really thought about that before but then as i started to think about this question i was like okay so you have a soul and then we all have souls as humans so obviously they can connect so i do think it's possible what that relationship would look like i'm not too sure um Mm -hmm. and i've never heard of that happening but i i definitely think anything is possible now as far as sexual relations the only time i've ever heard any kind of story like that it always seems very like 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 a succubus or something like something demonic yep yep so i don't think that that seems to be the consensus (laughs) in the community that if it's if it's trying to like lure you in through like sexual means it's definitely something demonic and like you said a succubus so the thing is in these instances these people are doing it recurringly and they feel like they've built a relationship with these people so i'm like man these demons really want to like build a connection like they're con artists like if that's the case they want a vessel yeah oh yeah that's creepy. <laughs> I mean, like, Nicolina's trying to tell me these stories about people dating the ghost of Michael Jackson and stuff. Like, I don't know what she's on about. <laughs> well, the, that story specifically, they said that then she he wasn't interested in his sexual intercourse. So it could very well have just been his spirit, you know, and not a demon trying to claim her. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sold on this uh, still. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really sold on it either. I don't. Have you heard of anyone who's experienced this, Krista? Not personally. I've never spoken to anyone, but I've seen a YouTube video. I want to say I've seen a couple YouTube videos. Like, you know, you see those paranormal story times from different yeah. YouTubers. Um, but the only one I can recall off the top of my head is one from a YouTuber, Tana Mojo. She had like this mm. story time where this like, 
thing was trying to have like sex with her in her sleep. Right. And she was going on about it. And it's like, that seems very demonic. Like, right. And she was waking up with like bruises and stuff. And yeah. But I know I remember that. Yeah. I kind of glazed over that just because I feel like as a YouTuber, I wasn't too fond of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah, it happened to uh, Anna Nicole Smith. Mm-hmm. It happened to it's happened to a few few big names have claimed this. So I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know. Anything's possible, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so haunted hotels. We've done a few episodes, and we've had uh, some listeners send in their haunted hotel experiences. Do you have any um, haunted hotel experiences that you can share? Yeah. So um, back in September, I actually went to. A haunted hotel with the intention of investigating and I did a YouTube video on it and um it was at the Inn at the Falls in Bracebridge which they're actually very proud of their hauntings they have like a whole sheet if you go down to their front desk they'll give it to you um so you can like kind of read about all the stories that happened there and we stayed in uh it was fully booked when we went but there's one specific room that was the master bedroom that is said to be the most haunted it's room 105 and we were put in room 104 so we were like right next to it and Mm -hmm. we did some spirit box sessions and got some pretty crazy responses back that were pretty intelligible and then heard some knocking i heard a growl at one point coming from the bathroom which is like one of the closest points to the room that's most haunted um it was one of the like creepiest yet not like evil experiences that I've had okay um I didn't get anything super bad it just was like overwhelmingly busy <laughs> busy it was it was a bit a lot of chaos yeah there. so would you say you walked away from that saying yeah this place is probably haunted yeah I would say yeah. so and I'd, I'd go back again and stay in room 105 <laughs> and just stay right in there yeah right? do you Brave. ever dabble with like haunted items would you consider like a possessed doll, so to say, or something like that? So I've been looking into it. Um, I've had many spooky content creators tell me that I definitely should um, purchase one. It's been highly recommended to me. Dolls, particularly like porcelain dolls, which it comes in a lot of... When you, when you look up haunted dolls, you get a lot of porcelain dolls. Mm-hmm. And those have always freaked me out. Like mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, even if they're not haunted, I just, there's something about dolls that just freak me out. So I'm like working my way up to it <laughs> just because <laughs> if not a haunted item is already freaking me out, like maybe I don't want to have it in my house, but um, yeah. I I would like to eventually, maybe when I have a bigger space so I can like kind of have it lock them away yeah like what the warrens did or like what zach bagans does <laughs> kind of just have its own little section but um yeah i have a ouija board but i don't really use it mm. that's about as haunted as it gets here so far I've... so speak speaking of ouija boards have you experienced anything while using a ouija board before uh yeah back in high school my friends and i actually made one it's always it's always the high school kids yeah <laughs> like every story it's like yep in high school, when I was a kid, I used a Ouija board and that, like, fucked me up. Mm-hmm. Adults don't play games, though. Like That's true. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. you're not hearing an adult say, like, oh, I played in a Ouija board. And you're not hearing, like, your parents, <laughs> like, oh, we play Monopoly on the weekend. Like, you know I had I mean? my friends over <laughs> with a, had the Ouija board out with 
Donna and Craig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so high school Ouija board, you made your own. Yeah, we made it out of cardboard and just kind of like decorated the exact same as like a regular Ouija board. Um, okay. And it worked. Um, and I don't know if it was a good thing that it worked or not. Um, because obviously we weren't using it correctly. I don't think boards themselves are inherently evil, which is why I have one. But mm-hmm. I have other paranormal investigation equipment, which I prefer. That's why I don't use it. But um, I think that back in the day, I just didn't know how to use them correctly. So like the candles that we had lit around the board started going out randomly. Um, and then the board moved really, really slow. I remember that. And that wasn't really the worst of it. We did it in my friend's bedroom. And her house never was haunted previously. But like after this had happened, she said that she'd always hear knocks on the wall, like her lights would go on randomly and like shut off by themselves. And she just definitely felt a presence in there after we did that. So I feel like Way to go guys. Yeah, we brought something in and didn't close it correctly. So yeah. Which is pretty typical. I mean, it was a homemade Ouija board. I feel like there was probably a little bit of like malfunctions going on yeah. on a cardboard Ouija board. <laughs> like the no didn't work or goodbye or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like one of the most, I feel like people just love to hear Ouija board stories. Mm-hmm. They, they're just obsessed with it. It's Cody, most- have you ever used a Ouija board? Uh, no, actually, we have one here, but I oh, okay. haven't used it. I I really want to like. If I was going to do something like I would want a haunted item, I think I I would really? be really interested to like buy like a Dybbuk box and I open was going to say and yeah. see what happens. I know I've talked about it before, but like I I just think that's really cool. But I'd be scared just what was in it more so even than like a demon would just be like, did someone put a dead bird in here or something? Like mm-hmm. what's what's in this thing? Like Your a baby random, teeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever come across anything like that? Like, have you have you ever seen a Divic pop? I haven't seen one, so I I don't even know what I would expect from one. I've never seen one. I'm okay. intrigued by them. I m- might one day if my fiance would let us bring it in the house. He probably wouldn't. He's very skeptical about us even having the Ouija board. We have to keep it in storage because he doesn't want it in the actual space. Yeah. So is he a belie- he believes he believes in ghosts then, and or is he just like I just don't want it. I don't want to invite it, regardless if I believe it or not. I feel like it's more the latter. Um, He is a skeptic, but I say that he's an open-minded skeptic because there are times when we'll experience, because he went to the haunted hotel with me, for example. Mm -hmm. And there Mm -hmm. are times when we'll do something and we'll have a paranormal experience and he'll be like, can't explain that. That seems kind of fishy. And he'll start explaining it as paranormal. But he goes to the logic first. Yeah. I, my boyfriend is the same. Um, I actually have a, f- a follow-up, Cody. Uh, I found out that, so we had a psychic on this podcast. Um, she's been on twice. She was on two weeks ago as well. And she was doing a reading, um, like our, our kind of like our love readings. And she mentioned that my boyfriend had experienced a paranormal event in his life when he was seven years old, when he was in the same room as, as his brother. And that since then, he's kind of not, 
wanted to engage or like he basically was traumatized Mm -hmm. by that experience and so I asked him right after I was like do you remember this because he is like I don't believe in ghosts even if he experiences something he's the same way he's like well I don't have an explanation for that but I'm sure there's some logical reason for it um and he was like no I don't remember that happening so today I had dinner with his brother and he was like yeah he's like that happened when he was like seven years old we were sleeping in bed and he saw a headless ghost-like figure at the end of the bed he's like I had never experienced anything paranormal in my life until my boyfriend at the age of seven pointed it out and then he was like yeah we freaked out and left the room and our parents were like what's going on and after that I believed that there's something otherworldly and then he said that his son so he's a little bit older and he's like my son had the exact same thing happen to him when he was seven years old so follow up Lauren who was the psychic she was correct that did happen to him when he was in the room with his brother he experienced something paranormal but he has since blacked it out because he doesn't want to admit that he's had that happen to him and he's like I don't know he's making shit up (laughs) Wow, I got full body chills. That's so crazy. Yeah. The the worst part, Krista, is that she also predicted that I'm dying of a heart attack this (laughs) year. So I'm out. I mean, the more things that are right, I'm done. Well, you can always change the course of a psychic reading. Exactly. And she said that. She was like, I did not say (laughs) that you're going to die. You just need to pay attention to your health. So, and you're right. You can change the course of things, I guess, by, um, the decisions that you make mm-hmm. I, I guess that's good or bad if it's like yeah. something positive you could change for for a negative outcome yeah I switched my lifestyle we'll see if it helps but I mean he's I'm... gone fully vegan since the 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 episode oh neat <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah 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 i got uh appointments with cardiologists i'm <laughs> i'm all in i mean if, regardless i mean i don't know if i'm like full-on like the psychic bandwagon and everything like that like but no you didn't believe in baba vagna at all no baba vagna's full of shit <laughs> krista have you heard of baba vagna no Okay, it's Ve- it's Vanga. I always say Vegna. I don't know if it's just like my Italianness. Like I feel like the syllables are not. I mean, the consonants are reversed. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she predicted like a bunch of things. She's predicted nine eleven. Um, predicted that the forty fourth president of the United States would be black. It ended up being Barack Obama. Predicted that the forty fifth president of the United States was going to be like a egomaniac menace, and it was. Uh, Donald Trump yeah. he also she also predicted that um Donald Trump was going to get an unknown virus and this woman died in 1996 oh, so wow. she's made these predictions and kind of laid them out for but then one line in the story said that her close family and friends cannot confirm that she made any of these predictions and then Cody was like there's no way then they she's... said they said they didn't that she didn't make the statement they said they couldn't it wasn't they, that they couldn't, they couldn't confirm. verify they said that, they said that they that she didn't. Her well, somebody did. did. Somebody did. Someone out there. Somebody made them. So whether it was, 
I don't know. She also, so this is like the one that we're, I had chills after hearing. Um, and obviously this is a repeat of the last story that we did, but she, this, I guess this famous actress came to visit her and she wouldn't turn around and give her a reading. And she was like, I like just leave. Like, I'm not, you don't have to pay me, but I'm not doing your reading. And, um, then she was like, come see me in three months. And then she's like, wait, no, you probably won't be able to see me, which the actress took as I'm probably going to die. And she ends up dying within two months, gets in a car accident and dies. So that was creepy. Um, and she did, that was confirmed. She did do that. So I don't know. We'll see. She's also said that we're going to have another pandemic this year. Oh gosh. I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. I think we all hope not, but (laughs) Those ice caps are melting. The viruses are just like getting drawn out. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Um, yeah, but she also. Let's be fair. You're saying the accurate ones. Like apparently, Europe has, is completely gone by now. She may have gotten the dates wrong. I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot, though. There were a lot, but I think she just got some of the dates wrong. Which is likely. But, I mean, she's predicting things like 30 years out. Like, what to be like five years off or two years off doesn't seem that crazy. Yeah. Fine, I, I love Baba Vagna. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you on the Baba Vagna train, okay? I just, I feel like some of the things she said are a little bit wild and spooky and I can't. Just let them go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Krista, are you? Do you believe in in psych? Obviously, you're in the paranormal community. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you're a believer in psychic and psychic readings? Have you had any that you were like blown away by? Yeah, I definitely believe in in psychics, and okay. um, I have had a couple different. You know, I've had the tarot readings, I've palm readings from a few different people. There was one particular reading I had a few years ago, and it was. I thought it was so BS. Am I allowed yes. to swear on here? Yeah, okay. oh, yes, we're away. <laughs> um, so it was um, this little like psychic shop in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. And me and my friend were just walking by. So we're just like, oh, let's just go get our, our future read for like yeah. shits and giggles. So uh, I go in and she's telling me all this stuff. And it seems pretty generic, but then she, when she starts getting into the specific stuff, it's stuff that doesn't make any sense. She's like, oh, like, um, what's wrong with your, like, your stomach? And I was like, nothing. Yeah. And she's like, okay, because, like, I'm seeing, I'm sensing something, something wrong. Like, you might want to just be careful. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, um, I actually, like, in the middle of the night had, like, this really, like, bizarre like stomach pain, um, like probably one of the worst pains I've ever had in my life. I wasn't sure what was going on. Went to the mm-hmm. hospital, ended up having to have my gallbladder removed, oh. um, which isn't my stomach, but it was like causing stomach pain. Sure. And sure. I thought that was like really weird because I've never had anything like that before. And also to have like random gallbladder issues at my age, I was like, I was 21 at the time. So it's like, yeah, that's young yeah so I'm like it's just it was strange and then she also was like asking me about like my dad's health and like I, he has like different health things but like the things that she was mentioning had never happened before and then he ended up having all these wow. different health things that she had predicted and I'm like 
strange. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I'm gonna. We've done psychic fraud episodes on on this podcast because I've really. <laughs> I feel like I haven't really been a believer, but then after kind of experiencing these readings, it's become now I'm like obsessed because I've heard obviously that there's tactics that they can employ to try and like connect things and pull things. And I'm just like, this is way too specific to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you got there. There's no, it just seems ridiculous for you to have come up with that conclusion from like, I don't know. Yeah. Cody. I think you're a believer too in oh, Lauren. Oh, uh, yeah. Like Lauren, I mean, the thing with a lot of like psychics, I feel like, yeah, like you said, pretty like a lot of vague things and stuff like that. But if you're out here taking big swings, yeah. <laughs> like if you're like, yeah, you're like health things, like those are big swings. Yeah. Health things is a big swing. Like even like saying that my grandfather was here, getting like the the name and the connection to my middle name, right? Like, yeah, that was those pretty are, wild. Those are pretty big swings. Mm-hmm. I mean, she told me when I was going to have a kid, she was like, and like dead set on it. And like, I, um, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But she, it, I mean, I have to confirm, like I know the, I have the ability to confirm whether or not that happens in that time frame. So she's willing to make those predictions without feeling like she's bullshitting me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. But um and like friends and stuff like she also has made some predictions about them like they're gonna let me know if if it's if it's true or not so i don't know i'm uh it depends on who you get i guess oh absolutely Um, because we've had like i think we've had other psychics on the show where they haven't been as convincing as as this specific one so um yeah now i don't know cody did you want to did you want to ask this quote number eight yeah, I got it here. Uh, so for yourself, you've uh, checked out a lot of different places. What is a bucket list haunting for you to check out? Oh gosh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> uh, it depends if you if we're talking Ontario uh, yeah. right now. Kingston Pen is is up there, mm. um, and then outside of Canada is obviously like the Conjuring House or the Sally House. Like those are just Sure. You know, you gotta. <laughs> but um Kingston did Penn you, is probably in Fort Henry I'd like to go see in person too. Did you watch um or check out I watched it at the, it was around the start of the pandemic. They did like the live stream videos in the um conjuring house. You could mm-hmm. like buy the week or whatever. I didn't get those ones, but I've been following um there was a girl who lived in the or still lives some she's a teenage girl she lives in the conjuring house and she was posting at the beginning of the pandemic about her experiences living there while she's in there she was like actively living was she living there to do an investigation or was she living there because that's what she where she wanted to live like her family like bought the house oh, so she like lived there that was her family yeah house. oh my god mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i've been following did- that but i didn't watch that live the live streams but i heard about them yeah, I like they did like a seance every night and stuff like that, and like uh, tried to. And there was a lot of different stuff that happened. I I was watching it and like keeping up with it, and of course I missed a lot because it was going twenty four seven. But like there was like balls flying across the room and all kinds of different stuff. There was like face you could see like someone's like face in the fireplace at one point on the live stream. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that they got a few things. Joke. 
That's wild. Yeah. Um, Kingston Penn's an interesting one. Like I'm from around the Kingston area mm-hmm. or- originally, so I know. Well, I remember when it w- had people in it. Now it's like all abandoned, but it was like famously the place where, that kept Paul Bernardo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like nearby now. At like, um, oh, it starts with an M. I can't think of it. Nearby. He's nearby. Yeah. He like nearby. He's still in Kingston, but it's a different. It's a different penitentiary oh i thought he was nearby me no he's not nearby you right now i don't think he shouldn't be um (laughs) but yeah uh so i don't know about anything about kingston pen what what have you heard about it krista i don't i I haven't heard of any any recent things so do you have any topical uh like things that you've heard about haunting there honestly not too too much i it's been highly requested for me to go there on my tiktoks and i'm trying not to look too deep into it because when i go i don't want to have a preconceived idea of Of what you're supposed to yeah yeah and i want to see if it kind of lines up and then go from there yeah that's fair well what would you say is like the scariest experience you've ever had or the most memorable whichever like or both (laughs) (laughs) um the most memorable would probably be my like make or break well like I said at the beginning my paranormal experiences have been since I was as long as I can remember because I grew up in a haunted house and there were always like little things though you know you'd hear like the knocks and like hear the voices and whatnot um but there was a particular experience when I was still a fairly young kid. I don't remember exactly how old I was. Um, but it was an experience I had with my dad. And we were driving down the street in our hometown. And I was sitting in the front seat, but I definitely wasn't old enough to be sitting there. <laughs> so it was definitely one of those things where it's like, oh, dad's driving when I go in the front seat. Mm-hmm. And um, we were driving down and we both had the compulsion to look to our left at the same time, which is strange because my dad's driving. So why would he want to take his eyes off the road? Right. Mm -hmm. So we both look and immediately when we look, we see this figure drop from the top of this like outdoor staircase and it kind of uh, passes below um, road level and it screams like bloody murder. So we think someone's hurt. Let's pull over and help them. Um, And so we do. And my dad hops out to go help this person and comes back a second later and it's like, there's no one there. So I hop out and the way it's kind of set up is like a cement staircase and it opens up into this huge parking lot at the bottom. And it was empty because it was like the evening time. No one was there. Yeah. And there's like a few different landings to the cement staircase. So we assume that someone would have hit the first landing and then been so hurt that like how would they get up and run get up and run yeah yeah and like if, even if they did get up and run we would have seen them somewhere in the parking lot but it was sure. empty so we're there staring dumbfounded at the fact that we just clearly saw this thing shriek and fall down these stairs like at almost a 90 degree angle and really fast just so we're just kind of like that was really strange and we felt very off about it but we didn't know how else to go about that experience so we just kind of left it and and remembered it obviously until a mm-hmm. couple years later uh, i had found out because i used to, this was like a it was a community center so it had a library and then it was also a performing arts center and i used to do a lot of theater as a kid so i'd, I'd go there often 
And I found out when I started doing theater that that place was actually built on an ancient burial ground and was rumored to be haunted. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I told my dad and we're just like, we totally saw that spirit. Um, And it was supposed to be be haunted by one particular female spirit, which lined up with the scream. And they call her Alice. Not too too sure why, but that's what they call her. Interesting. So that was the first experience. What town was this? What city was this? Did you? Uh, It was Oakville. Oh, in Oakville. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in Oakville. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, and does she still, do you know she still haunts this place? Like, could you Um, go there and like do an investigation there still or it was that just kind of like during your like youth that you knew this Uh, i i probably could go back um i just and i have gone back and i filmed like a little video with my dad there talking about her experience but um i haven't actually done an investigation there i when i did do theater and i would be inside the theater it definitely didn't feel like you'd be alone in some sections of it backstage and you wouldn't feel alone like it was right Right. It was one of those. So it, it did add up, but I never actually did a paranormal investigation there. So I, I should. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. yeah. Did, did your dad believe in mm-hmm. ghosts or anything before? He did? Yeah, he's a believer. He's always been a believer, just like me. Like when we experienced it, we did think it was kind of paranormal. We didn't have anything to back it up right. until we found out that it was supposedly haunted. So, right. But um, yeah, he's believed in the paranormal his whole life, too. Now that was your most memorable. Mm-hmm. Would that would you say that's your scariest because you were so young and experiencing that, or is there any other scary experiences that you've had? Um, it's so interesting to, to for me to say like something terrifying because I'm not like thing. Sometimes things will be creepy or like heavy, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've been like so scared of something paranormal where I've like. Fleed, like been right, terrified right. for my life, um, and maybe it's because I welcome it. I'm not too too sure, and I don't know what would get me to that point. Right. I mean, because the thing of the reason I even ask this is because mm-hmm. I have a producer based in Hamilton who actually messaged me saying, "Hey, like, do you have anyone on who's ha- been on your show that you felt um, has been exper- has experienced entities that were like seeking revenge?" Honestly, I don't know if we we have. I don't know if we've had anyone who felt that they were like really being targeted. Co- targeted, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'd have to like be talking to someone who may not be the nicest person. Yeah. <laughs> or like maybe even someone who just doesn't like like a hardcore skeptic that had like a right really terrifying experience and then shut it completely out of their life. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah. I, they were like any like an ex lover seeking retribution from someone who crossed them. Like oh, that was. Wow. I'm like, man. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna find someone <laughs> for you. We've had a lot of people on this podcast, but you know, so far, no one's ever really said that they've. And if they have, they've usually gotten rid of them immediately. Had a priest come. They've had someone. They've had. They've saged their homes like right away so that they don't continue experiencing that. Yeah, definitely don't have any any experiences like that but yeah, if i'm fair. thinking like the like terrifying moments that, that scream that we heard was like it like still haunts us to this day like whenever we talk about that experience we always go back to like that scream like just the sound of it like echoing in our ears like it was clearly like you could hear it like just yeah, a regular scream 
Yeah. And was it in the middle of the day that this happened? Like you saw it? It was like evening time. So like it was still light out, but like the sun was like below horizon. It was like one of those. Right. So it was dark, but we could see, that's why I felt like we could see the shadow just because it was dark, but I think we could see the shadow because it was a shadow figure. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. So Cody, you want to ask this last question before we get into some fun um, would you rathers? Yeah. So for (laughs) this last question, are you ready for this? So ready. (laughs) Um, No, but... As a, I'm known to be a amateur ghost fighter. Um, I've taken on a lot of ghosts in my time. I don't back down and I get rid of them. I choke and them out. Every, every time we have someone, he's like, we should have gone to that location before we recorded. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a location <laughs> and investigate. I don't. I uh, constantly dare these ghosts to come at me. I dare them. Um, But where would an amateur ghost enthusiast start? Where is a good uh, place, I guess, to start as someone starting out Mm. in ghost hunting or investigating? That is a good question. Um, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of the places that I've covered in my TikToks that are like outside that you go to like the the Dune Mills ruins or um, the German Woolen Mill ruins that I've covered. Uh, those are great places because you can go during go during the day and you can see like a beautiful like historic location and also see if you can experience something spooky. I think those are great starter places and easily get away. And easily get away exactly. <laughs> and it's like out in the open and you're good. But if you want to get a little bit more like it's too too easy for me. Uh, I think the Inn at the Falls is a great location. Again, it was like there was a lot going on, lots of energy, very creepy, but like nothing bad right like nothing well even though i heard a growl it wasn't like i feel like it was just like what's the word i feel like it just wanted to try to scare me but it wasn't actually bad like it's just like this is my territory let's see if i can get you to go away and if you can't then you like pass the test kind of thing that's the kind of vibe i got from it but yeah do you think that um, since I play a ghost on TV, <laughs> that ghost will take offense to this and come at me more. Or maybe they'll just like think that you're one of their kind and they'll relate to you. Yeah, they'll relate, they'll gravitate towards you more. I'll they'll come like, in you full get hair me. and makeup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's I another mean, one of us. <laughs> I mean, regardless, I, I almost wish I almost hope that they do get mad and then they'll you'll have a story for that mm-hmm. producer that will you'll be able to tell to talk about the ghost that seek revenge because you were just trying to steal his like vibe yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win yeah it's um, a win-win i mean is that producer looking for a revenge story that ends in a big fight scene of me taking on <laughs> upwards of 10 ghosts <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're opposed to that. I <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take the last five minutes of the episode, if you don't mind, Krista. We're going to do uh, some uh, would you rathers, some spooky would you rathers. Are you, are you okay with doing a couple? Yeah, sure. That sounds fun. Okay, great. Cody, do you have one or do you want me to go first? Um, I got a good one here. Okay. So would you rather be attacked by 20 bats? Or 20 tarantulas. Bats. Mm-hmm. Bats, easily. <laughs> yeah. 
Agreed. But the hair, they get in your hair. The tarantulas aren't going to leave your hair alone. Um, It'll take a while to get there. (laughs) (laughs) I I have more time. So would you do tarantulas, Cody? Um, I think I would rather, I mean, I, I get it. Like insects are spookier to people for me, like flying things like birds are terrifying to me. And I think like bats, if you have 20 bats flying above you, like swooping at you, they're going to be so hard to get rid of. Whereas the tarantulas, like you'll be crawling, you'll like, and I mean, the torture after the fact of you like thinking there's still more on you, even when you've defeated them, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming we've all defeated the creatures coming after us. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. yeah, I just think that 20 tarantulas, you would have an easier time getting away from. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I just don't think I could do the spiders. On you, yeah. it's just too. Yeah, it's a lot. I am actually petrified of bats. So when I was in Australia, there was a lot of bats around um, in the parks at night, and they would just be like hanging out above you and shit my pants every single time I saw a bat. Like one bat, it was just enough to get me the fuck out of there. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, and it's funny because I saw large spiders in Australia. They didn't phase me as much. Interesting. So I don't know. But I still feel like the the thought of something crawling on me like that would freak me out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've got one and it's kind of, <laughs> I don't think it's really like a spooky one, but it's kind of funny. So would yeah. you rather scream like a banshee every time you try to talk or have snakes for hair? Oh, banshee. I banshee. cannot do snakes. That's okay. But also that's the banshee would, would be funny. Like It would be. I think that that's hilarious. Yeah. I would choose that just for the hilariousness of Like that. without even the option, I would just someone give that to me. <laughs> that is quality TikTok content. <laughs> you start every TikTok just screaming. screaming. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. It, yeah. it. That seems like a Kristen Wig character. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> all right cody you got another one uh yeah i think this is a good one uh would you rather live as a ghost on earth after you die or just be dead as a ghost Mm -hmm. would you want to haunt people or would you be like a nice ghost depends on the person (laughs) Um, you're gonna want to shake some cups around yeah (laughs) i definitely want to make my presence known for most Mm. people yeah but yeah (laughs) <laughs> you think you're you would be one of those ghosts that just throw a plate from a cabinet <laughs> yeah but not because i'm mad but just because like just to start something just to know? start yeah. some shit yeah <laughs> there's there would be nothing more just like sad and almost satisfying than watching someone alone in their house have to clean up this broken plate <laughs> and just be they're confused why it, it happened <laughs> or like start something between like a couple like you know they both oh. have their backs turned and you throw something and then you, they don't even know that i'm there like it's the first time i ever do something <laughs> so that they start blaming each other and they you want to ruin a relationship basically wow. that'd be so fun <laughs> <laughs> Um, we did a story about a poltergeist in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a pretty popular one. But um, the poltergeist basically, someone said that they needed a like a light for a cigarette or something, mm-hmm. and so this friggin' poltergeist 
started dropping matches and ended up dropping 50 matches from the ceiling. Like they didn't know where these matches were coming from. And it was just like, you need a light? Yeah, here's 50. Like (laughs) just being a dick. So I was like, you know what? I don't even mind that kind of poltergeist because he's just being hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I've got, I've got one. It's a little bit complex, but would you rather put your hand into a dark, slimy hole to try and find something small, or walk into a very spooky, dark cave to try and find something big? I don't know what the something big or small will be, but. I feel like going into the cave. Yeah, you'd want to find something big in the cave. Yeah, or it, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no one wants to stick their hand in a dark, slimy mystery hole. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's Get fair. Out of that's here. fair. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just Get like out of here. <laughs> even if it's like mayonnaise, like I don't want to touch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's I would fair. throw up. <laughs> but okay. The cave sounds fun. I love caving, anyways. So it's like. Oh. That. <laughs> have you been to any spooky caves? Like, what caves have you go- gone to? Um, I'm not any haunted caves, but I've been to okay. like just ex- exploration caves, like Boniker Caves near um, Renfrew. Um, yeah. And there's some caves in um, what's the conservation area called? I want to say it's called like Limestone Conservation Area. It's near Georgetown. Okay. But yeah, no, like they're not actual like haunted caves, but they're cool caves. Definitely check them out. <laughs> fair enough Mm -hmm. Cody you got one more Uh, yes I do here so would you rather get kidnapped by a psychopath or abducted by aliens I think abducted by aliens humans scare me way more yeah also at the very least like worst case scenario you're like okay that's what an alien looks like yeah I don't need to see what a psychopath looks like we already see a lot of them yeah. yeah, like every day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have uh, I have one more, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, eat. Would you rather eat a sugared spider or eat a fried snake? Oh my gosh! I might have to choose the spider. You like sugared spider? Yeah. yeah. I think snakes freak me out more. No, they definitely freak me out, freak me out more. They're both. But it's dead. fried. It can't do anything to you. I know. What's the shape? I feel like it would be tastier, to be honest, but what's the shape? Yeah, is is it like a fried snake in the shape of a snake, or are they, like, nuggeted? <laughs> <laughs> like little, like, like fried bits of snake? Yeah. Um, I think it's a whole, like, I think it's, like, in the snake form, like, at least, like, in a little spiral blob form. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you know, I wouldn't do either. I'm vegan now, so. Right. It's too, yeah, that's too much protein for your diet. <laughs> yeah, either one of those things could give me a heart attack at any moment. <laughs> uh, I, I would choose the snake personally because spider legs, too spindly. I don't want that on my mouth. The texture, I've, I'm opposed to that texture. Mm-hmm. So I feel that. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> Well, Krista, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I just wanted to quickly make sure that listeners can find you. Obviously, we've talked about TikTok. So uh, if you want to just share where they can, where else they can find you on their internet or where they can connect with you, um, please let everybody know. 
Yeah, for sure. You can find me at Hauntingly Krista on TikTok and Instagram. And my name, Krista Merrick. Uh, it's like Mary, but with a K at the end on YouTube. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for taking time today. And Cody, thank you for joining me and making it to the episode recording on time and not falling on ice <laughs> as you ran to <laughs> record. Um, and in the meantime, everyone, you know, just just stay spooky. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 